Ladies and gentlemen, hello. This is the MMA Reaction. I am your host, E. Koi Ivy. Uh, today, in episode 40, number two, we're going to do Conor McGregor uh, Twitter beef bullshit. Uh, Demetrius and Eddie Alvarez make their one championship debut. Uh, I'm going to talk about UFC on ESPN number two, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Artem and Polly Malinaji. Uh, appreciate the fuck out of you guys, and have a great day. Yeah, you can tell them I got this. Haters can try, but can't stop this. Sitting up promptly, wallowing on my conscience. It's haunting with faults, I deliver to exhaustion. Try to keep steady, and I deal with all the nonsense. I'm on a straight path, trying to be legendary. This ain't hard to be cards up in February. I know it's necessary, it's my time to counteract. I've been ready for war, I call this battle rap. Alright, so we're going to get right into probably the biggest news in MMA right now, obviously, is the rekindled beef between Conor McGregor and uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, I, think, I think it's an interesting situation because um, initially, after Khabib beat Conor, Conor immediately was trying to lobby himself for a rematch. He had said he, he, he'd kind of stated what he thought he did wrong, what he did right, and that he could beat Khabib in a, in a rematch. Well, he kind of lost so convincingly that it, it, nobody really was like, oh, yeah, let's definitely book that. So um, we didn't hear a ton after the fight in terms of uh, a rematch being announced or anything of, of that nature. But that's what Conor wanted, and he was told no by the UFC brass that, hey, we're not going to do that rematch. You need to do fight someone else. And initially, Conor was okay with that. There was talks about him fighting Nate Diaz again. There was talks about him fighting Donald Cerrone, which I actually thought that was actually going to go through, uh, which I thought would have been a really good fight. But here we are, flash forward to a couple days ago, and Conor puts a, a post in his Twitter that has a picture of Khabib's wedding and his wife has a white veil over her face covering you can't see through it it's a pretty thick white veil and he goes the comment is your wife's a towel mate right um now of course the MMA world fucking explodes over this information um and they immediately start saying hey it's this is a racist Connor's a racist he's he's insulting the religion he's insulting um He's insulting every th Muslims everywhere. Well, we, he is and he isn't. Okay, uh, the comment itself—if if you take the context of the comment in and of itself—your wife's a towel mate. Um, it's disrespectful as fuck for one. Not because of the actual words spoken. Like, it's not. It's, it's not inherently racist or it's not a racist comment if you were to like if you were to break it down word for word and I don't think that was the intention but the intent of his words was to infuriate Khabib so in that sense that's where the real issue is right because the intentions of him making that Twitter was specifically to Enrage Khabib to the point to where Khabib doesn't want to fight anybody except for Connor again so he can smash him. Now, this is Connor, I think this is Connor's way of getting what he wants. The UFC said, No, man, we're not doing a rematch. You didn't really earn it. You got you got worked pretty hard in that fight. Khabib wasn't interested in a rematch. So Connor is doing 
what he thinks is necessary to to get the fight that he wants, which is a rematch with Khabib, even though he doesn't really deserve the rematch. Where I really draw issue with this situation is the fact that I used to really like Connor's trash talk. I liked I liked his bravado. I liked I enjoyed the entertainment of of his trash talking, his shit talking. Not every fighter is good at talking shit and not every fighter should feel it necessary to banter back and forth, talk shit, whatever. But Connor was brilliant at it for a long time. Like and the thing about it was is that initially he never he ne- was never disrespectful in the sense where he never attacked the family or the spouses or the children or the religion of an opponent. He attacked the opponent specifically and it was more stuff about why he's a better fighter than them. What they didn't do well compared to what he did or what his capabilities were. And for a long time he backed up that shit talking, but the problem is is that he got so popular and so many people you know, fell in love with Connor that he felt it necessary. He has to keep outdoing himself every time. Every fight, every fight's a bigger, a bigger production. It's a bigger dramatic display. It's a bigger fucking movie, right? Where he he has to constantly outdo himself. But now what's happened is he's he's outdone himself to the point to where he just looks like a fucking asshole, and he's literally swapping clever funny, humorous, entertaining banter and shit-talking to just being blatantly disrespectful, trying to poke the bear. Uh, he's literally just trying to, to to inflict such an emotional response in Khabib that Khabib is going to refuse to fight anybody but Connor. And some, some would argue that that this, was, this is a smart marketing campaign for Connor, I guess, you know? But... It's nothing, it's, in my mind, this type, this type of, of trash talking, it, it only regresses the sport of mixed martial arts. It doesn't, it doesn't move it forward. It doesn't, it doesn't shine a, a positive light on the sport in and of itself. It doesn't help progress the sport. And I think, I think that when we look back at this, this, this uh, moment in history of MMA, I think it's going to be kind of a, a black eye. It's not going to be a good look. It's going to be we're going to we're going to know the Conor McGregor era of mixed martial arts as what he's become, not really what he he's done before. And it's it's really kind of sad, man, because could you imagine if if Conor was able to keep riding that hype train, win or win or lose, he keeps riding that hype train with with smart, clever, funny shit talking like he like he like he did like what i don't think what he didn't realize is that he didn't have to outdo himself he was doing himself nobody was nobody was at his level in terms of of promoting a event or promoting a fight he didn't need to go above anything he would just stay the status quo keep keep being you keep having that same funny personality you know because it's it's difficult to defend or justify these 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 kind of comments now uh Nurmagomedov obviously has has you know retweeted his response or his rebuttal to whatever Connor is saying, and he's calling him a rapist and a terrible human being. I mean, this is just going to go back and forth. I don't really think that um, Khabib's comments are any better in this situation in terms of of his responses back to Connor. 
Uh, this is not something that I think is a good representation of mixed martial arts. The, this kind of hatred towards one another, and you know, and I'm gonna say it, as much as I love the DC John Jones uh, feud. I think, I think in a certain sense, that also is, is a negative reflection on the sport. E even though that feud, although, although those two men have, have said some pretty terrible things to one another, not a lot of their banter has been specific about one another's family. Uh, although Jones did mention uh, DC's wife at one point. I think it was, I think it was uh, something in regards to John Jones being able to basically steal DC's wife from him, and he couldn't do anything about it. It was kind of a, it was kind of a funny quote, but I think, I think we need to, we need to look, or we need to adjust mixed martial arts. The fighters need to adjust and go back to, to being respectful martial artists again, because I think it's out of control right now. And and as a, as an MMA fan and the MMA culture. The, the problem with these kind of banters and these kind of disrespectful feuds is that it's like a, it's like watching a train wreck because as a fan you 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 you're 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 eating it up you're you're in a certain sense you're loving the conflict because it's it's like it's like watching a fucking soap opera and you can't get enough of it but I think it's a poor reflection I think as a MMA fan as a as the MMA culture we need to stand up against it and and not appreciate that kind of that kind of banter, that kind of that that kind of back and forth. I think, I think we're we're really missing one of the main impetuses of mixed martial arts, which has always been respect of your opponent. Even if you don't like it, even if you don't like the person as a fighter, generally there's always been a level of respect for your opponent, regardless. And it feels like that aspect of the fight game is starting to go away, and it's not going to help our sport. It's not going to, uh, it's not going to keep moving it into the future, and it's really kind of sad. And in terms of, in terms of Connor, I don't know what what's going on in his head. What does he have to be so so fucking upset about with, with? I mean, does he is he think this is funny? Does he think it's it's good marketing? I mean, is it CTE? What's going on? Why is why is it? Because I mean, you you really saw a shift in his personality. For the lead up in the first fight with Khabib, um, and there was a bunch of dumb shit said on Twitter and between the two of them uh, before they fought as well. So um, I don't personally uh, I don't like it, and I, I certainly hope that we find a resolution soon. At this point, we're, we're gonna see the rematch. That's for sure gonna happen, and, and it can't come fast enough because I think this next lead up to their their rematch is is just gonna be really fucking annoying. It's just going to be really annoying, and I hope to God that it doesn't become even more disrespectful and even more, um, more heinous. Because the thing is, is in the first fight, you already had Ireland versus Russia, and it was already pretty heated. Where, where you know, in Vegas after the fight and before the fight, you have these two these two groups literally fist fighting over over two separate fighters. If the comments continue and the banter continues, someone's going to get killed. And that's going to be on the hands of both those men. Both those men need to stand the fuck up, apologize for being disrespectful, acknowledging the fact that they don't like each other, but, but they need to respect one another as a martial artist. And it might be too late for that. It might be too late for that. And to, to Khabib's credit, Connor is the only one that... Khabib's ever been outwardly 
disrespectful to in any in any of his bouts. Connor's the guy that's 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 pushed Khabib to uh, want to cause permanent physical harm to his opponents. Generally speaking, Khabib's always been respectful, um, and Connor used to be too. Connor used to be respectful. He'd still talk shit, but he would be funny about it. And then at the end of the result, he wouldn't he wouldn't continue it. And uh, for whatever reason, with this situation, um, it's got way out of hand. And I think I think something needs to be done. Uh, Dana White had released a statement that said it was getting ridiculous. Um, but who knows? I mean, Dana wants fucking money, so he's gonna say whatever the media wants him to say or whatever he thinks the media wants him to say uh, to save face. So hopefully uh, some kind of resolution is developed or is is concluded with this situation and we can get on appreciating the sport that we love in the first fucking place because I don't think that we have, we should allow any time for this um, at all. And, and I guess I'll leave it at that. Um, next topic... Um, Demetrius Johnson and Eddie Alvarez both made their uh, debuts in one championship. Um, really good card for the most part. Uh, it was on super early in the morning, so for I think most of MMA fans, it was pretty hard to watch. Fortunately for me, uh, it was no problem for me because I'm already I'm already up at that time anyway. Um, so let's talk first about uh, Eddie Alvarez. He loses to Timothy Nastyukshin. Um, he's a, a Russian guy. And actually, it was, I mean, beat him within the first round, four, four or five. And at first, it looked like Eddie kind of got stung a little bit and then just kind of, I don't want to say he quit, but it, he just kind of folded, right? Then it turns out that Timothy literally split his eyelid open, like in half. So he, uh, Eddie, Eddie got caught with a punch uh, to his left eye. And. It literally, she had posted a picture post-fight, and it literally split his eyelid in half. It was a pretty gruesome picture, and uh, Eddie said it was instant pain. He could, he, he completely blinded him, and uh, he went down. And of course, uh, Timothy got the uh, TKO. Eddie was completely respectful to his opponent, and uh, he had said that for whatever reason, he just wasn't able to pull the trigger. And he was too hesitant. He was too uh, hesitant with his with his offense. Um, I'm sure Eddie will go back and and you know uh, get better. Um, but good for Timothy. And you know what? That's honestly the fact that Eddie lost is really, really good for one championship. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily wanted to see Eddie Eddie lose, but what this does prove is that there are some real talented motherfuckers that one championship has on, on their roster, and they're only going to get better, and they're only going to get more publicity, and they're only going to show that hey, man, look, we we pulled one of the best of the best from the UFC, and my guy beat him easy in the first round. So it, it's a real, real good look for the one championship. And frankly, that whole card was good. I mean, they got some really good fighters that, that nobody really thinks about or talks about, at least in the in, in America. So I do feel bad for Eddie. Uh, it's like three in a row for him now, uh, two in the UFC, and then, of course, uh, in one championship. So I don't know how he regroups. He's getting older. He's been fighting for a long time. I don't know how many, how many more fights he has left in him, but I, I certainly hope that that uh, he figures something out, at least at least to if he is going to finish his career in the next few fights, to uh, finish as best as possible. Um, and then Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse, uh, makes his one championship debut. He fought a guy named Uaya Wakamatsu. He's a Japanese fellow. Uh, this was a flyweight Grand Prix. This is the quarterfinals. This is the first uh, 
or, well, first or second level of this uh, flyweight tournament that one is having. And he wins by submission, guillotine choke, uh, in the second round. Now, this is a really risky fight for Demetrius. And, and, and hear me out, because, because this guy, U Uaya, Ua, he's a good fighter. I mean, and I've, I've talked about this a fucking million times about how everybody's good at fighting now. So, could you imagine if Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson both lost their, UFC, their one debuts? That's a bad look. That's a real bad look for uh, UFC and American Mixed Martial Arts. Demetrius definitely definitely dominated the fight. His wrestling grappling was, was, was way above uh, U.S. But... Yua still pieced him up, and Yua's a real strong, real athletic kid, and, uh, I mean, he did not look, he didn't look like a white belt versus a black belt. Um, I think, I think Demetrius probably had a little bit of nerves in the first round as well. He's trying to fill out this kid. Uh, he's quite a bit smaller than Yua, uh, at least appeared to be so, uh, but eventually Demetrius figured him out and, and just started chaining his techniques together and then got a, a guillotine against the, the fence and uh, got the tap, so... Uh, Demetrius does what Demetrius does. He did. He did not escape without some damage, though. He could, he took a hard, a hard shot uh, to the face a few times. And actually, in fact, his left eye was pretty swollen up and uh, busted up pretty good. So, uh, I'm really glad Demetrius wins. I, I, I'm obviously going to favor him to to win this featherweight tournament that the ones putting on. Um, and I think it was a good outing for him. It, it kind of showed the world that that Demetrius is as advertised, and he's not fucking around. So, uh, yeah, man, I think that was a, a good overall debut, um, and and I look, I really look forward to seeing what one does in the future. Like I've been, I've been kind of championing them for a while now, and it seems like you know they're hitting all their marks, they're checking all their boxes, and um, I think I think you're looking at a, a real a real co competitor to the UFC very soon, and 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 in my mind they are the front runners. I mean, you could talk about Bellator all you want, but I think one championship is doing shit right. And they're offering these fights for free, mind you. Well, I guess Bellator does too if you have the, the cable package. But um, I just I like what they're doing. I like their production value. I like how they put things on. I like I like their commentators. Everything seems like a like a well-oiled machine. And they're hiring the right people. Um, they're hiring the right Americans for the American production, if that makes any sense. And, and I think they're really grabbing some attention. Um. Okay, so UFC on ESPN ESPN two was last weekend. Uh, it featured a main event between Justin Gagey and Edson Barboza. What a weird fight! What a weird, weird fight card. A uh, lot of strange, a uh, lot of strange results. That a uh, lot of last-minute submissions. A lot of guys who were losing most of the fights ended up winning it. So I guess I'll start first with Justin Gagey and Edson Barboza. That was the, a pretty short fight. That was only two minutes thirty seconds into the first round. Edson Barboza gets out, knocked out cold. Cold by Justin Gagey. Justin's looked great, man. He's looked really fucking great last few fights. Um, I don't know if he's title ready, but um, I mean, who else is there? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be fucking upset if they said, "Hey, Justin, you're next up." The problem is that he's in the lightweight division, which is notoriously stacked division. So even as good as Justin is, he's probably still not top three um, in that division. Um, but who knows what happens? Uh, I was a little surprised that Edson looked hesitant and, and couldn't put a lot of offense together. Um, uh, Barboza did post an Instagram post saying that he got poked in the eye pretty bad. Not not on purpose. It wasn't it wasn't like a uh, 
a purposeful eye poke from Justin, but th these things do happen. Um, and he got poked in the eye and said that that was causing him a lot of problems and he ended up getting caught and got knocked out cold. We've had a very weird March. Uh, there's, there's a shit ton of events in March and we've had a w bunch of weird weird uh, events where, where a lot of dudes are getting knocked out stone cold. Um, which is good for the, it's good, man. It's great. It means that the competition is, is at the tippity top because the people getting, getting out, knocked out cold are not the ones that we expected to win in the first place. So, um, big ups to, to Justin Gaethje. Congratulations on, on a, on a really solid win over a very tough opponent. Uh, Jack Hermanson beats David Branch in a fight that David Branch was absolutely dominating and winning. He caught a submission right off the bat. And, well, I guess I guess that really wasn't that dominant of a, of a round. It was it was the first round, so I mean maybe I'm being a little exaggeratory. But Dave Branch looked good. It looked like he was gonna he, he was on his way to control the situation, and then him getting caught in a guillotine choke, and Jack Hermanson wins. Uh, another guy that wasn't really expected to beat David Branch. Um, the next fight was Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson gets knocked out in the third motherfucking round. Now this fight, Michael Michael Johnson was absolutely controlling. Now I say that okay when I say he was absolutely controlling the fight, what I mean by that is that he was he was employing his game plan and he was he was getting the better of the exchanges. But let me let me preface that with there wasn't a whole lot going on in this fight. Yes, Michael Johnson was absolutely winning all the rounds up to the point where he got knocked out. We're talking four minutes into the third round. So for, for 14 minutes, he's controlling this entire fight. And all Emmett was doing was loading up that right hand. That's all he was doing. He wouldn't throw in combination. He was literally just waiting and setting up that big power shot. Now, his third, the third round was the best round for Josh Emmett in terms of combination striking and trying to, trying to set him up a little bit. But Michael was controlling most of that fight. And then, and then, he, got, and then he got knocked out cold as well. Emmett's got legit power at featherweight, um, and he, he might be a force to be reckoned with, but he appears, at the, at the top of the level, it appears that he, he, he lacks the technical skill to be the most competitive at featherweight. The only X factor is Emmett's got legit power, knockout, goodnight power. I mean, he might be up there with Jeremy Stevens with, with KO power, right, in that division. So... You can't always just simply rely on knockout power, though, especially as you climb the ranks and get higher and get higher and, and more difficult opponents. I mean, really, Michael Johnson exposed that with, with, with Emmett because he, he had the better of the exchange, and he was, he, was, he, was, he was making Emmett miss. And this is also because Emmett was, was only trying one style of punch. I mean, he, was, he wasn't really trying to do anything but knock Michael out. But eventually he got that timing down. Eventually in that third round, almost to the end of the round, he found the timing and ended up putting Michael out cold, which is, um, which is, I mean, hey, fuck, man, that's the sport. This is part of the reason that we love MMA is those kind of results, the unexpected, the, the come-from-behind wins. We love that shit, uh, and there's no reason not to love Emmett. I mean, fuck, man, he, he did it. He's done it a couple times now, so um, good for him. Uh, Michelle Watterson be, uh, defeats Karolina Kovalkovich. Uh, and you know what? This is probably the best I've ever seen Michelle Watterson. She looks... Like, she's really taking this shit serious because Karolina Kovalkovich is a motherfucker when it comes to striking. She's a legit uh, decorated uh, striker, Karolina is. And she got out kickboxed by Michelle Watterson, who's a karate. She's a karate girl, so for sure her preference is striking, but she is not, she doesn't have the accolades that Kovalkovich has. 
and she absolutely beat her pillar to post for all three rounds. If there's one thing that Michelle lacks, it's probably knockout power. She's not, you know, she's obviously a volume striker, but damn, she looked good, and she looked, and she has a, she has a, a good, a good, decent clinch game, good wrestling, good ground game. I mean, she's, she looks like she's starting to put some shit together, and she might be a force in this strawweight division. I don't know if she beats Rose or she beats some of those real top tier. I don't know if she beats uh, Joanna, but uh, man, she looked really good and it was nice to see her get the victory uh carolina's kind of on a skid i don't know where she goes next but uh she might need to look at at uh, retooling her camps or doing something because um she's not winning the fight she probably should win uh in a light heavyweight bout paul craig beats kennedy nejiku uh, it's a submission this is another fight where kennedy was basically winning the fight and then got caught in third round submission paul craig wins i mean this is just kind of how this card went and then uh Finally, Sodik Yusuf defeats Shaman Marais, and this is another fight where um, it was pretty back and forth. It looked like Shaman was going to win this fight, and then uh, Yusuf pulls it off. Both pretty young guys in their careers, not super name recognizable, but uh, very solid fighters nonetheless. And uh, I mean, overall, it was okay. It was an okay card, um, given given that it was a it was the second ESPN uh, fight card. All right, moving on. Polly Malinaji, who is famed for having the, dis who was initially Conor McGregor's sparring partner, but with the lead up up to the Mayweather fight, and then the UFC had posted the, that video of Conor knocking Mal Malinaji out, and so ever since then, there's been this deep conflict. Well, Malinaji and Artem Labov, who both signed with Bare Knuckle Fighting. Championships, I think is what it's called. Um, they had some kind of confrontation. Uh, Artem's fighting his first. He's making his debut in bare knuckle fighting this weekend. Uh, Polly Malinaji showed up and then started talking shit. The problem I have with this is that it's kind of like, you know, Conor McGregor's laid the groundwork for shit talking leading up to fights. And so everyone all these fighters nowadays they feel like they're they're obligated to talk shit to, to continue this idea of talking shit all the time the problem is is if you're not good at it you look fucking retarded and this is the situation i'm sorry saying the r word but this is the situation right these they look like a couple of guys that took bad acting classes trying to talk shit to each other and then malinaji kind of kind of pauses hand out there and slaps artem in the face I mean, it, it was. It just looked like a couple of weak ass dudes trying to promote a weak ass fight, and it was embarrassing. Like if I'm if I'm anywhere near that that promotion or those fighters, I'd, I'd just be embarrassed. It was. It looks. It's just, just stop. You guys are both basically irrelevant in combat sports, and you're trying to stay relevant. And this is this is how you go about trying to stay relevant by by fucking staging some made up conflict. You know what I'm saying? Like it just. If you go, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen the, the video recording of, of their little confrontation, but it's just a fucking joke, man. And um, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, it's just, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of this. If you're going to if you're gonna have legit banter, just be fucking good at it. Or, you know, if you're going to pretend to, like, just stop pretending. Stop, like, there's nothing wrong with having respect for your opponent and just knowing that you guys are going to have a fight. 
But the this fake pushing and shoving and talking shit and all this bullshit, it just fucking rubs me the wrong way and I'm tired of it. If it's gonna be real, make it real. If you but if you don't if you don't have any real animosity or any real emotional feelings, then it, it, it's it's obvious. Like it looks like when you do it, you go, oh yeah, this is fake as fuck. That's exactly what it looks like. And there's so much of this. And, and the other example I can pull is when Michael Chiesa was fighting Kevin Lee, and like it was such a staged and fake emotional outburst. Like when Kevin Lee said something about Chiesa's mom, and he goes, "Don't you ever talk about my mother? Don't you ever talk about my mother?" He just—it's—it's it's just bad acting. You know what I mean? You could tell that he's—he was fucking rehearsing that shit in his fucking locker room before he did it. It's the same thing with this with Lobov and Malinaji. They're just fucking staging this shit to make it seem like there's there's real heat in this fight, and there's not. Who gives a fuck, really? Uh, if it's a straight boxing match, if it actually does happen, then then Malinaji's gonna beat the fuck out of Ar- Artem. If it's gonna be MMA rules, then Malinaji has literally no chance to win. So, who gives a fuck? Stop acting like fucking idiots and get on with yourself. That's how I feel about it. I'll get off my soapbox now. And that's it. That's all I got for today. I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. If you do listen, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or statements, please hit me up at the MMA reaction at gmail.com or on Instagram at the underscore MMA underscore reaction. Thank you guys. I appreciate the fuck out of you and have a wonderful week. Greatness is the recipe Work harder than each and all of you Can't you see and gotta prove you're wrong